Yo, what's up, everybody? Once again, we're back on the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton. Also, we have here our other two co-hosts, Mr. Keith Denny. How you doing, sir? Good. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And also, we have standing up, looking excited like a boxing champ, Tim Malloy. <laughs> how's it going? I am standing up. I'm trying to sit less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hear that. Yeah, this has got the blood flowing, certainly. Uh, today, we're talking about... Queen and Slim, directed by Melina Matsukis, uh, written uh, screenplay by Lena Waithe, and uh, is our two leads. We have Daniel Kalua uh, playing Slim and Jody Turner-Smith playing Queen. Uh, this movie has garnered a lot of attention from a lot of people, driven a lot of conversation. We're really excited to talk about it. Uh, there's a, a lot to get into. So, um, Tim, I guess we'll start with you. Um, just overall thoughts. What did you, what did you think of the film? Okay, I'm going to do a lot of name dropping here because I got to see this at AFI Fest at its premiere. That's the first name drop. And I got to interview Daniel Kaluuya at the SCAD Savannah Film Festival. That's my second and third name drop. Um, so I feel, I feel close to this movie. And I thought it was really, really, really good. Um, I know that a lot has been projected onto it um, with positive and negative opinions. But I just as a pure movie, just as a pure experience of sitting and watching a film, I thought it was really good. I thought the plot was really strong. I thought it was visually beautiful. I thought the acting was very, very good. Um, and I've, I've described it to people as like, and I don't know if people will take issue with this, but I've described it as like, if Moonlight had a lot more plot and a lot more story, it would be kind of like this because it's so like sumptuous visually like Moonlight is. But mm. I feel like one of the one of the things that didn't engage me that much with Moonlight was just the story because it isn't that plot driven. And this is very much like this is a classic chase movie. I mean, you you got like real built in drama of just whether they're going to get away. And so I really liked it. Awesome. Oh, and we're going to be getting into spoilers, people. I guess we should have mentioned that early, but uh this is a essentially a spoiler cast, so be be warned going forward. Uh, so Keith, what about you? How did you feel about the film? Um, I actually enjoyed it a little bit more than I expected initially coming into the film. Um, and and just like to add to what Tim said, it's it's also a very beautiful looking film. I felt like I know these characters. Like I, there's a bit of Slim in me, and there's a bit of Queen in me also. Or even from people that I that I know, you know, both um, brothers and sisters. So I I don't know. It kind of it kind of hit me a little bit in a way the way that I felt like um, what was the the one film we had reviewed um, if Bill Street could talk did right yeah 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 but with a little bit more um, I guess. More of that that type of action, but not like bang bang shoot 'em up action, but more like um, we're on the run. Um, you know, it's this this cat and mouse game between them and the police, and I really enjoyed that. And one thing that I also enjoyed was the fact that there was a moment throughout the film where I forgot that this was kind of a love story, like that these two people eventually fall in love with each other you know, based off these circumstances. But based off, like, I guess the first hour or so of the film, it was it was nothing in me that was... I, I forgot all about it. I'm just like, these are just two people that at this point in time, they're tied together. But when they do 
um, have their moment and when they do get more connected and intimate with each other, to me, it didn't feel forced in a way that I feel certain movies or TV shows try to force characters to be together. And that's my little tidbit to start off with. So what did you think, Aaron? Man, I guess this movie was so mixed for me because there's so many things I like about it. There were so many things I also didn't like about it. So it was like, it was so, it was such a struggle. Like, and it was weird because I was in a theater alone. Like, I actually was going to watch it with my wife over Thanksgiving. Uh, but, you know, for all kind of reasons, it didn't work out. So I ended up having to watch it by myself later. And I was like, damn, I really wish I had my wife there. Because it was like these moments I just wanted to bounce off of her. Like, what did you think of this? What did you think of that? And it's like... I don't know. It, it was it was insane. The, you know, the man. It, it's just a beautiful movie. There's so many really great shots. Um, and, you know, when they're out taking these scenic routes, uh, there's, you know, early on they they did this a lot more. Feels like where, um, similar but but different angles of camera work that that similar to what you saw Tarantino use in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where you place the camera um, onto the car in such a way where it almost feels like you're like right behind mm-hmm. um, the, the people driving. Or even these moments where like they would take certain angles, like right after the cop had been shot and uh, they were going to go to Slim's uncle's place so he could see family, catch a call or something. And it was almost like you were kind of peering like to the side, like you were an onlooker just kind of watching them. Like, they were just some really good choices I thought they made as far as really bring you into that world. Um, the actors really did a great job um, and, and just really crushed it. There's some things about the plot though, that I just thought were like not as cohesive as, as they could have been. And sometimes just completely took me out of the movie and overall, as far as the movie's message, it's, it's a, a, it feels incoherent in some ways to me. And I think that's why, like before I saw people talking about the movie and I, you know, when you haven't watched the movie, it's kind of hard to engage. And I didn't even want to read too much because I I didn't want to spoil stuff for myself. But after, you know, watching it, I said, okay, I understand why people, you know, are kind of at some points, like just being really, really critical, you know, and I don't think I would feel as critical as, as some of these people, as some of the, some of them have been, but I can see where that frustration is coming from in some cases. Yeah, I uh, thought, oh, go ahead, Keith. No, no, you can go, you can go first. I, I just think this is a movie about projection, and when I got to talk to Kaluuya, one thing he said is that, you know, these are just two normal people who are trying to just date. They're just trying to like go on a basic date. And then all this stuff gets projected on them, good and bad, from the beginning, where the cop who pulls them over obviously has this like misimpression of Slim. Slim is like this thoughtful, religious guy. And he sees him as like, you know, threatening criminal, basically because he's black. Yeah, he has and a then, God's plans license plate. Uh, right? Yeah. He's a very gentle <laughs> he's a very gentle soul. He's a very like good, humane person. Um and he he, he just, kills a man in self-defense, and then he plays gospel music to calm himself. And that's and that's like what he needs to center himself. I thought that was such a good character character um, point for them to include. And people just project on them what they want to see. Like they meet a guy pretty much immediately who's like, you know, you guys are revolutionaries. I like what you're doing. And they just meet all these other people who take them to represent all these things that they never set out to represent. Um, 
you know, from the there's people who, and, and I think that similarly people like look at this as like, oh, this is a Black Lives Matter movie or whatever they think it is. This is an attempt to <laughs> um, take away Bonnie and Clyde from white people or something. People have put all oh, these wow, like, weird. I have never seen that. That is weird. <laughs> there was a there was a funny there was a funny thing on Twitter where somebody was mad that they turned Bonnie and Clyde black, and it was like, this isn't literally Bonnie and Clyde. It's okay. You've still got Bonnie and Clyde. Um, <laughs> it's not like it's not like Ghostbusters where they might have gotten away if they were being Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> well, Bonnie and Clyde, it ended the same way. But the no, but, but I, mean, I mean, I'm, I'm saying the fact <laughs> that they were so meek and and you know not challenging certain stuff at the end is got what got them caught up. Uh, kind uh, of, but, yeah. I I can see that. Bonnie and Clyde were actual criminals, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, I would say that's the most basic point of trying to make that comparison. Yeah, right. And they were sociopaths, so it's like they enjoyed what they did. It was yep, like, exactly, you know, like well, they enjoyed killing people, robbing people. You know, that was their thing. I also rewatched Bonnie and Clyde a little while ago, and I think it's a really interesting movie because I think I think they're trying to imply that Clyde, that Clyde is gay, and doesn't really know how to to express that in the '30s. Um, it just kind of makes it a more interesting movie to me. But uh, <laughs> anyway, this is about Queen and Slim. Um, <laughs> Never about them. But l- l- listen to Tim's other podcast, <laughs> film, film history and theory. <laughs> There's actually a really good episode of um, Unspooled where they talk about it. So worth oh, checking out. It. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I just feel like so much gets projected onto Queen and Slim. And one thing that Slim says in the movie is, you know, why do black people always have to be excellent? Like, why can't we just be us? And there's so much of people just projecting either greatness or terribleness on these two characters. And they're not allowed to just be themselves. And they're not allowed to just go on their date and just have, like, a mediocre date. It has to be something else. All right. You know, you saying that I I have to bring up the first gigantic plot hole in this movie. Um, And I say I call it a plot hole. I'm not maybe I want to call it a plot hole. But I think it it kind of makes this weird argument uh, and then it, it kind of doesn't follow through on it or, or really challenge the the choices made to some degree. So we know Queen, on the first day, she reveals that um, she's a lawyer who recently had an, uh, a client who was convicted of a crime uh, that that person did not commit. And she mentions her frustration with the system and that, you know, that shouldn't happen to innocent people, so on and so forth. So when you have this situation happen with, with her and, and Slim, I guess we're supposed to just automatically believe that she is so disillusioned by what she saw that day that she thinks there's just no way. It, with a jury of her peers, that she and, and Slim will be found innocent. However, she considers herself an excellent lawyer and... Even mentions later that she got her, I mean, it's a major plot point that she got her uncle um, off on murder for killing her mother, which also says something about her determination and values as a defense attorney. I thought she did it as a um, as a family member, not as an attorney. I read it as like she she sort of testified on his behalf. But remember, even at some point, Slim. No, 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 no. No, she represented him. 
as yeah, an attorney. She did because she, she got she was fresh out of school. Right? Yeah, yeah. She said I was fresh. I just finished the bar. Blah blah blah. Which which seems to show she has a talent and an act for it, and and really, you know, values her work all that. And the only reason because it's this character doesn't seem to believe she's not capable. You know what I mean? It, it, her occupation, and so. For her to be the one to push for them to leave with that sort of background and excellence at her job, it's a little perplexing that she would be like, come on, we got to go. She got shot. It's on camera. Now, they don't know necessarily it's on camera, but she definitely got shot, you know, and through forensics, you'd be able to figure that out, that it was the cop and not Slim because of how the bullet hit and all that and height and, you know, all this kind of stuff. You can figure it out. Um, yeah, but then we don't get a movie. I mean, a lot of movies. Right, 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 right. But because because the, the issue is then it becomes a court a court drama. But what I'm saying though is the reason I'm calling it a plot hole is because she doesn't have to be a lawyer. She could be anything. I liked her as a lawyer because it sort of introduces bigger issues. It, it's a way for us to look at like the whole criminal justice system as opposed to just two people. I agree with that, but it's not really explored. And the thing is, by making her a criminal at- attorney, it makes it well, excuse me, a defense attorney. The fact that she pushes the leave makes it feel weird. Yeah, I see what I see what Aaron's saying. If she's this um, professional and she knows the law, then she would be the one least likely to 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 do that. But I think. I thought about that too. I even thought about if I was in that situation, what I would do. Honestly. Yes, that, it's the movie's almost asking you the question early. What would you do in this situation? But it's like the thing is, and this is what I think the movie trying to say personally is the fact because there could have been a possibility that they just turned themselves in, and it went to trial, and nothing happens after that. They'd be like, "Okay, we got the camera. It's self defense, whatever." And and just like Tim said, there wouldn't be no movie. But I think the big issue is is the fact that a a black person in America would be so afraid to even think that they can be represented correctly in the court of law. Right. Now, here's the thing though. The That's, movie doesn't the, the the movie it's it's like I wish it just explored that idea a little bit because the other thing it does and this is where I have a frustration with the film is I wanted to explain, at least to some degree, why the people, and not, not, not Queen of Slim themselves, but why other people have, have projected onto them that they are heroes. Because the, the thing is, it sort of projects a certain, um, a certain view of how black people view police violence and revenge, like some sort of revenge violence against police. Like that, that would make like being a person who would kill a cop who attempted to kill you would make you a hero, but it doesn't like really delve into this question much. It like it's right there in your face, but like because people when they see people, they you know, uh, as, as mentioned before, like they're projecting things onto them, but this projection, it, I, like it, it's like it's like a weird. I, I don't know. It You're doesn't saying, really dive into like what the the people are thinking about them and why they feel one way or another. It just kind of says, for the most part, when you see black people, they support the fact that they killed this cop. But 
you know the story being told in the media is not going to be as straightforward. We don't even get to see like the the narrative the media is telling about whatever it is, whether it's a representation of the facts or skewed towards Queen and Slim's favor or the cops' favor. We don't really get to see it. Well, you know the media did say that they was armed when they shot him down. We all know that there was. Well, they took his gun, so I mean, like that's not factual. No, 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 no. no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when they finally shoot and kill them, murder them at the end. They said that they were armed, and that's why the police fired upon them. Oh, yeah, sure. But I, I just mean, like, leading up to that point. But, yeah, at that point, they definitely did, 100%. Yeah, and then I think it's also considering the fact that that cop did kill an um, unarmed black man once before. That's they, true, but it kind of undercuts that what happens with the kid later, which I mean, we should probably, like, take... Um, let's kind of talk about some of the other stuff, because I think that's a big moment that deserves its own kind of section of discussion so are you saying so i understand it are you saying that you don't think that black people would have um reacted as uniformly positively to queen and slim as they do in the movie hell no I, it's, I it's the just mechanic, not i only, only say that it's just not that straightforward i mean people would be happy that they're not dead but like there wouldn't be a uniform celebration of killing another person i disagree i think a lot of black people would have a, a lot of them would, but like pretty much, we see people just simply celebrating them and then killing in their name, for the most part. That, that one boy did it. He was foolish. But you remember also his father was like, "I don't believe in what y'all did." Yeah, but then he yeah. let them run off with him, which was weird. I mean, again, that that's worth coming back to. Uh, like, well, when when you know we had that bigger conversation about this kid. Um, but I, I think it's even if you want to to say that people would kind of uniformly have that that um, the reason like to to believe that we don't, it's like I don't see enough of like you, you almost have to go into this movie believing bad cops deserve a certain fate or something right for being bad people and. I, that it just this feels more gray to me than just simply he's a bad dude he should die because he tried to kill them too i mean it didn't it didn't all have just because it's not it doesn't have to be i for an eye. i don't think many people necessarily view it that way um there are definitely people who believe in straight up capital punishment boom do you know well, but they but they wouldn't believe that for a cop because those I things think- function differently and even like when that black cop let them go that was weird because Cops don't let cop killers go. If you're being told somebody's a cop killer, you don't. It ain't about your blackness. Like you don't do that in most cases. I don't. So, I don't think Queen uh, or Slim like advocated killing the cop because he's a bad dude. I think they killed him, and I think Slim killed him to protect her. No, no, no I'm talking about what the people are projecting and, onto yeah. him. Not with Queen and Slim. Yeah. The reaction. Yeah. I think there's a difference between endorsing murder. And realizing that after someone has done a certain thing, they can't possibly get a fair trial. And I think that what a lot of people are thinking is, boy, I wouldn't have done what you did. But since you have done what you did, I am not confident at all that you will be treated fairly from here on out. And I think that that's something you have to already have a mindset of believing going in and kind of understanding because you've had those conversations. But that's not particularly stated at any place in the film though that's interesting but, but, even but, the, I, but even I, the white I couple yeah let me speak on behalf of the white couple but no even the white couple even oh. flea and, <laughs> flea and chloe savini are two greatest white actors 
um, <laughs> do basically take it as a given, like, you guys are dead. I also, I really like their casting. Oh, yeah. I, I like both of them a lot. Um, yeah. But I was it's not, nah, I, I was like, am I tripping? Is that flea? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I think the black cop, I think pretty much everybody they encounter does take it as a given that they would not be treated well if they were captured. But then we also see that to be true. Well, I did, I don't, I mean, did anybody expect something different to happen at the end? I, I'll say this, like as a, as a white motorist, if I was in the exact same scenario and I shot a cop, my worry wouldn't be like, am I going to get a fair trial? My worry would be like, am I going to even make it to the trial? You know what I mean? Like, I'm well, not saying, the, I mean, that, I'm not that, saying yeah, all cops, yeah. I'm not saying cops would kill me or something like that. I'm not saying that at all. I, I don't believe that in any way, but I'm saying that like the fear of cops is like the old idea of if you're a cop killer, you're not even going to make it to trial. Well, because, well, also if you're doing that, there's definitely an assumption that you're armed and dangerous. Right. You know, and I mean, because I don't, I don't think that's the thing about like cops are evil. I think that's just the thing of like this person already killed one of our own somehow and, and with some sort of weapon. So like be on guard, if you can take them alive, go for it. But if you sense danger, don't hesitate. No, I don't, I don't know. I disagree with that. I think that they, a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them, they, they had their own like little club and stuff. And if you, you, they're untouchable. So if you do, if something does happen to one of them and they get hands on you, that's what, you know, you're not going to be treated further. Oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, the, the reason people, the reason people are like cop killer, oh, the worst people on earth is like, it's an affront to the the way it's seen is it's like an offense to the entire judicial system. It's like if you'll kill a cop or you'll kill a judge, there's nothing you respect. I don't and even so, know. If it's, I, I, I think it, it ends up extending that far. But I think some people even just just the very first step of that is is. You know, it, it's beyond the pale. The, yeah, it's beyond the pale. And that's why there's a philosophy in some corners that if you're a cop killer, let's take no chances with you whatsoever. So I think that's why there's a perception that Queen and Slim are not going to be treated well if they just go to the police station and turn themselves in. Yeah, and I think that that's fair. I, I, one thing that, you know, why, I think they did a few too many times getting a little relaxed, uh, but I did really, particularly the first time um, this comes up, but these moments where we see Queen and Slim just say, as they're making this trip, I just have to exhale and do something other than run. Um, so like the first time when they're out at, you know, at the dance hall, yeah, out in the country, wherever they happen to be. And, um, you know, they able to kind of like people recognize them being there and, and they don't snitch on them. And, you know, I, I do think that it's reasonably that, that that might happen. I mean, cause there would definitely be people who are sympathetic, particularly in the country, as long as you in the right parts, it, it, it man, I will say, man, they, they got lucky so many times they kept hitting, uh, the parts of uh, rural areas that had a bunch of black people in them, but that helped them get through. <laughs> but it was cool to see them dance to the blues. That was really fun too. That, I really that, enjoyed this. That would happen in Memphis. Oh yeah, in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. They'll be living at somebody's house, get having um, three course meals every day. You're getting DoorDash. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> people need to be snitching on them. There's parts of the movie where I thought like I, that movie didn't need that like like the part at the end where they put the mural of them up I was like that feels like a little much but would that happen in real life 
Absolutely. I believe so. Yeah. And and you speaking of projection, do you think do you guys think that the clothes that they started wearing um is a part of their projection? Uh what do you mean? You you talking about like when they changed and left New Orleans? Yeah, like so when they were at the uncle's house, you know, pretty much the, the outfit that he put on, the little tracksuit, and it was pretty much the uncle's, you know, clothing. We know what the uncle is. He's some type of thug pimp. Um, gangster, all of the uh, an Iraq veteran. Yeah, a, a Iraq veteran turned pimp, thug, gangster, and so, and He's then complex. you got you got Queen who throws on the whole clothes. So, and, you know, and, and that's pretty much what they were the rest of the movie from there. You know, like so, I, I was feeling once they put on their clothes, it's like they're pretty much. Um, becoming a physical personification of the projections that's thrown upon them. I'm trying to think of a nicer way to say "ho close" that won't get us in trouble. Uh, uh, and I'm struggling. I'm. I'm I, Hoochie. It was uh, definitely the sex positive, body celebratory, <laughs> vibrant clothes. I mean, it, the outfits I, look good. I wouldn't call them ho clothes if the women in the house wasn't hoes. They were prostitutes, right? <laughs> Well, were they prostitutes? I guess they were. Look, I, look, I'm, I'm sitting here not even thinking this through. Am I assuming that they prostitutes because they they all live in the house and they all like half naked? I don't know what his job <laughs> is and the what se- he, the he's sex slanging. worker clothes. Okay, sex worker. Ah, there we go. I, I well, guess they, that's what's happening. I, I don't want to say you're wrong because I really don't know. It, I, it would make sense. But then again, one of them was messing around with a cop, and I don't know if that was part of her clientele or if they used to actually date. Yeah, it's probably she just probably came across him at one point. Yeah, I did. I, I thought that was like a funny thing to have happen. Like she's sleeping with a cop, and that almost got them caught up. He said, "He said I'm gonna have to kill that mother one day." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You know that, don't you know I'm gonna have to kill him one day." Oh man, I watched the sequel just for that. Yeah. I like his character. What I like I the way she. Ex- uncle, Sorry. I was gonna say, what did y'all think about the uncle? I think Uncle was- Earl. Yeah, Uncle Earl. Uh, well, first off, um, how, how do you say the actor's name? Is it Bo King? Bo King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic, fantastic uh, performance. I, I really, really enjoyed him. I will say, uh, just the. Uh, Take some off of Twitter. Somebody said he like Evil Dave Chappelle. It's like it's pretty funny. Uh, I've had I've had like many conversations with people who are like, was was that Dave Chappelle? And it's like, no, no, he just kind of looks like Dave Chappelle. Yeah, just, just like, I mean, they, they don't. I wouldn't mistake them for each other or nothing, you know. But it, it's kind of funny. <laughs> but it's like alike. they favor, you know. It's, it's it's like that. They don't look alike necessarily, so to speak. They favor each other a little. It's the white people uh, thing where you don't want to you don't want to imply that two black people look alike. So everybody's like, "Does he kind of look like Dave Chappelle?" And it's like, "Shh, yes, he kind of looks like Dave Chappelle." <laughs> well, but hey, he did a good job. That that character is um, really. There's just a lot going on with that character, like, and, and um, you know, I, I really, I don't, I don't, I haven't taking enough time to really think about what to say about that character yet because you know obviously Iraq veteran comes back has has um 
you know, it's unclear if it's specifically PTSD, but he's definitely dealing with some issues and he's abusing substances and stuff. And he ends up accidentally killing his sister. Um, well, okay. So pretty sure it's an accident again. Um, he, he had a fit of rage or something and, and he definitely feels regret for it. However it went down. Um, and it feels like he owes his niece over that. Um, in this case, queen, um, it's, it's a pretty tragic story. I mean, I think, I think he's an awesome character in what he says about her, like in what he illustrates about Queen, I think is really interesting. And I think he's a great character on his own. I like the explanation that one of the women gives that she says, like, out there, you know, he's treated however he's treated, and so in here he's treated like a king. Um, where they kind of, like, they kind of see a way to boost this guy who isn't treated well by the outside world. I thought that was a cool twist on on what he's doing and what his life is, because obviously there's things about his life that you could definitely criticize. Um, but the fact that the fact that queen sees enough nuance in him to defend him, I thought said a lot about him and a lot about her. And even though, as she said, you know, uh, later on, she every day is upset that he's alive and her mother is not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's complicated, yeah. I like that kind of screenwriting where it just does a lot. Like, it just, that character and her interplay with that character just tells us a lot about both characters. It sort of serves a lot of purposes at once, and I thought that was, I, just, I think this is a good script overall. I mean, I think there's things, I think there's things that you can take issue with for sure, um, and it condenses a lot because it's a, you know, two-hour movie. But I don't know. I thought it accomplished a lot. I thought it had a lot of, a lot of layers to it, and... I don't know. It didn't like it didn't resonate with me like God. This movie's changed my life, or like I can't stop thinking about these characters. But I thought like for the two hours that I was watching it, I was really transfixed, and nothing really broke my broke my attention. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the only times I I end up getting out of the film, like as as a viewer, like being like, oh, I'm watching a movie, and and something weird happened. It's just like just some of those odd moments that would happen like so there's that moment where slim hands over the gun to the guy in the gas station when they they're like oh we need 40 on pump whatever and that was she's like all right yeah she's like just go in there and like you know muscle with the gun i thought the thing is the scene is written like the characters would act i guess but this is scene that also doesn't really serve a purpose does does the gas station attendant exist who would say that? Maybe. I mean, but okay. So I, I I'm watching the movie and I'm like, all right. So this is this innocent dude who don't really. He, he's just kind of naive. He hands the guy a gun with the clip still in it, and I'm like, all right. Well, you know, it's a little weird. And then when the it does the thing where now the gun's being pointed at him, and it's like okay, well he's on like their faces are in the newspaper. It's not like the guy doesn't know who this is, right? And just lets him go. And I'm like, well that's fine, you know, but it's like, what's the point of the of the scene? It was kind of there, and I was like, I don't. I mean, I don't know if this serves a purpose because later. Because I keep buying like this idea early in the movie that he's just like this square, right? And then 
he's like, yeah, I'm just going to I'm gonna take the screwdriver and start this car right quick. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. So you, you, you got street knowledge? Uh, obviously street knowledge. He, I mean, it's like, are you streetwise or are you not streetwise? Like, what, what's the deal? What are we he doing? Learned, he learned that from his brother. Sure, but like, you don't... I mean, like, that makes sense. Sure, like, sure, but like, I'm there, there were other things he was doing, like, and I get it, like, you know, you on the edge, you on the run, whatever, you just kind of living life and stuff, but like, there were, so in some degree, like, his attitude and being, like, more laissez-faire by doing goofy, you know, or braggadocious stuff, I, yeah, I can see that, but some of these things were like, you don't just learn how to, you know, do that out of nowhere without being in the streets a little bit. If your brother know how to do it. <laughs> how your brother, you ain't, if you know your brother finna show you how to do that, you ain't finna just be like, all right, well, I guess I just. I'm just saying like, you you can know, you can know street shit and still be lying. It's yeah, human nature. Yeah, I know that. I know that. 100%. It's, but it's like, he, he's, but the. What I, my whole point is, if you know that stuff, you're not going to hand nobody a gun loaded. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that doesn't, it doesn't jive, you know, to, to know that. You can be lame, but you're going to be dumb. Like, most people wouldn't hand somebody a loaded gun to point at them, potentially. It was just weird. I don't know. It, yeah, I, it, I'm, I'm with you on, like, what is the point of that scene? Like, is it to show, like, how gentle and trusting he is? Or does he just, like... That's what I felt like. I guess, and it's also, I mean, it's a good dramatic moment in a movie at a point when the movie needs one, but yeah, I hear you on that. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I just feel like it, it gets contradicted a little bit later, that sort of naivete, when later he's, you know, jacking a car. I'm like, well, you wouldn't do that, and like, know how to do that, but then, like, not know what to do. I don't know, there's just some inconsistencies about some of the things the characters do that, that it, it just throws things off sometimes. It took me out of the movie a few times on different things. I also was kind of laughing because they, the mechanic who upcharges them to fix the, uh, the, well, uh, Uncle Earl's car camera, what, what kind it was, uh, that turquoise thing. So they, the dude upcharges them for the, for the cash and they're like, well, this is all we got. I'm like, he don't even know how much you got. Like, they, it's just like, they, it's like they just lose their mind. Like, why wouldn't you just go into the shop with like three hundred, four hundred dollars? But like, look, man, like this is as much as we have. Like, can you help us or not? I mean, kind of thing. isn't there always like some suspension of disbelief though? Because it's like, it's so much of it though. Really, more than a usual movie. Oh man, like this. So I mean, because I don't want to just sit up here and because it, it was just weird. I was sitting here going through some of those things, and it was just like. This probably shouldn't be happening. This probably shouldn't be. Like, okay, let me tell you something about black people and horses. Um, we will get on horses. That's cool. But one thing in general people know not to do, especially in the South, is to be running on people's property and jumping <laughs> on their damn animals because they all got guns. Not a good <laughs> idea. Like, it's it's just so many little things like that. And again, like, I'm buying the fact they might die any moment because they, like, they're... they're I like that they're like our mortality's coming. Like we either gonna make it or we not. Like I'm down with that. But like what I'm not down for is like you jumping on somebody's damn horse and you still supposed to be on the run. Like people like, like if there's one thing somebody come get your ass for and remember every license plate, the, the, the number of people, all that, and the color of the car, and the make <laughs> model, you on their damn property in the south. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Back to what Tim says. Sometimes you got. Um, display certain disbelief or whatever 
Especially when you so many times. Because to me, that that scene was like, unlike the scene in the gas station, I kind of understood why that scene was there. Like, it's more like just to kind of show them gradually start to um, grow a connection with each other. So yeah. it's like little things, look, and then also show show more and more of their humanity and stuff. I buy that, I, but I I guess the other kind of, I, and again, I don't know what they call it, a plot hole or what, but like, how slow are they driving? Oh, dude, that's every road movie. Every road movie, they drive across Arizona, and it takes, like, three weeks. Dude, that shit was insane. I was like, I was like, all right, it feels like probably a week pass in this movie, but, like, Louisiana to Florida is, like... No, suspend your disbelief on every road movie, because it's, like... My wife wrote a thing once where I actually, like, plotted out the amount of time that it takes them to drive from, like, Boston, New Jersey. And it's taken, like, in the story, like, for her story, it needs to take, like, a couple days. And I'm like, no, I think they could do this drive in, like, seven hours. It's just, like, just just let the drive. It's a movie. Like, movie road movie travel time is not real time. Okay, can, can we do some examples? Because, like, I'm, I'm just curious now. Like, I, I haven't – I've never done this thought exercise. Can we do it real quick? Uh, so they drive from Ohio. They're in Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, so I wasn't even thinking of this movie, but like other movies where you've already thought this through about like, you know, every how movie this it takes it takes six months to drive across California. That's you know, just okay. How all it right. Is. So so the Chevy Chase movies aren't like that, aren't they? Though, are I they? mean, they go from Chicago to Wally World. Wally World is in L.A., right? I think so. They go, they go through the Grand Canyon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm remembering it right. That movie feels like they're on vacation for like two weeks. That would not take that long. Also, they always show the drive there and they never show the drive back. Like the drive there takes two weeks and then they have like a month vacation to do the drive home, I guess. Or I do guess they like so. drive it home in a night? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but you, you literally would not have a movie if they just drove like what for five, seven hours and they never stopped the any type of misadventure. Well, well, I mean, but part, but okay. See, the way you get around that is something they started doing and didn't uh, keep keep moving with. So, you know, essentially, uh, Flea and and his misses, um, they in. almost were functioning like an underground railroad, essentially. At least the way, they, and I say that because they had like hidden compartments ready, right? You know, like under their their uh, ba- their bed. Well, this got into like the Black Jeopardy sketch to me. Have you seen that sketch with Tom Hanks? It's been a while, but yeah. Where Tom Hanks is like a Trump supporter, and it turns out that he has like all these things in common with uh, with the Black Jeopardy contest- contestants, where yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, I kind of relate to that." I felt like Flea was an anti-government, very worried conspiracy theorist, kind of a black helicopter. I um, wanted to see some probably, of that. Probably, I don't trust the government at all. Kind of anti-authority guy. Like a libertarian and of some sort. Something it, hard to pin down on the spectrum, like maybe watches Alex Jones, maybe believes it. Um, <laughs> he's not, you know, but he still has like, he shares this suspicion of the police, which I thought was interesting. The reason I, I'm complaining about some of the scenic stuff that whether we see them multiple times doing stuff is because some of the things you're pointing out are so much more interesting to me than watching them continuing to do that kind of stuff. While it looked amazing, it was really cool to, to check out. There were other pieces I wish we had gotten more because I thought there was a richness that we could have seen. All we really, because we see that he's willing to help his, his, you know, former guy who used to be in his unit who saved his life, and that's great. 
but I really did kind of want to get kind of some understanding of some of that that gray area, you know, that you're speaking to that that clearly existed, and and that's where I think it'd be a good time to do a, a quick turn to that kid who who uh, went to the protest to, in his words, become a legend. Yeah. When we're talking about the kid who um, kills the cop, he meets Queen of Slim earlier that day. Say, I'm going to a protest to support y'all. And uh, goes up there, a black cop, and this is a black kid, a uh, black cop then kind of says, hey, man, look, I'm going to trouble. I'm not trying to jack you up or nothing or, you know, just go home. Like, And he shoots him. And somebody told me the kid got gunned down. Did y'all see that happen? No, they mentioned it that he got killed. Okay, okay, I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I missed that part. But um, for me, I, go ahead, go ahead. In? One thing Please. I like about this movie is it hurts you when that cop dies. Like it, it, it pains you not just for the kid throwing his life away, but you feel for that cop because he does not seem in any way like a bad guy. Like he seems like what you want a cop to be. And there's also the cop who first, the sheriff who like pulls over and offers to help them and gives them the ride in the pickup truck, who is a very good dude until he finds out that they're, you know, apparent fugitives on the run. And even then he's not a terrible guy. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, does, I didn't see him do anything terrible. You know? Yeah, he does. He does what every what you would expect a good cop to do in that situation. So, like, I like that it's a nuanced movie where, like, yes, the first cop is a bad cop. But for the rest of the movie, they show like there are good and bad cops and they show that two of the really three out of the four cops that they show are sympathetic. And then similarly, you have it's not it's like it's not a black and white movie in the sense that like all the black people are good, all the white people are bad or all the white people are good, all the black people are bad or all the cops are bad, all the cops are good or whatever. Like it has a lot of nuance and shading. And I think that's cool. Um, and so I thought I thought it was really like interesting and complicated. The wave of emotions that we have when the kid shoots the black cop. I just my problem with it as a moment in the film is I don't I'm not connected to in any way the um the sort of her- heroic symbolism that they've garnered nationwide like I don't like we okay, like so for example, like there's a, a mention like that cop that killed. Oh, did y'all know he was that racist cop? That's why y'all went after him. And they were like, no. And they were like, yeah, he killed some some guy who didn't do nothing, who was black, and blah blah blah. So it's like some people are reading almost like a, you know, this is either like a he got what he deserved, or like they intentionally did this going after the guy, or whatever, right? And I mean, again, that's people projecting things onto them, but like I don't know what people are thinking and I don't know why they see this as a heroic act the killing of the police officer like look I'm not you know I, I would would definitely say I lean towards a more liberal side but I don't think in any way killing police you know we're, is we're a straightforward thing <laughs> right 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 but but yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is like so so I'm saying you have to show me it's not that I wouldn't understand people's perspective here, but we didn't get their perspective. We're just being told that people find them heroic, and that's I feel, it. I feel like you want movies to read like a novel. No, 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 like, not like look, 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 look. look. Take to do that. Like, no. I mean, to me, I think it's, it's a lot of things. Certain things in film have to be implied, right? Like, 
and we also understand not everybody supports them. And and if you look at it like even in real life, when has this ever happened before? So uh, like, not not offhand. I, I get police a police officer in self defense. Has that ever happened? A black I'm, I'm sure it has. I don't know if it's re some fever pitch in, in a more in, recent media cycle. In the midst of a world where um we used to seeing black people being the victims of police shootings, and you see the exact opposite of it. To me, it would make sense for these people to, in the in the face of the public, not all of the public, but for some people to be viewed as as heroes. And all they did was defend themselves at the end of the day. When the the the, the guy that they ran over with the car, when he mm-hmm. said, "If somebody shot," well, he didn't say woman, but if somebody shot my woman, I would have shot shot his ass too. But okay, at this point, the, the okay, that's another. The movie at that point isn't really taking itself super serious. It, that scene is really, um, it, it's put. It that's kind of where the movie is being its funniest, and yep. it's 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 kind of it's it's very farcical. What he said was, and let me say it the way he said it: If somebody shot my bitch, I kill him too. Well, that, I, I want that's to not bitch part, but yeah. I know, what I'm saying. But it's but it's playing up the moment for laughs is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it was funny, but I think it it just was straight up what what was said. Like if you sh- if somebody shot my woman, I would shoot them too. But this goes back to the point that I'm making. If if we're always usually painting or seeing ourselves as being victims in this situation, and there's never a, a point in a situation where like one of our loved ones is shot and we're able to defend them in that particular situation, it would. It w- to me, it would make sense for people to, um, for once, see this as being a heroic action. And also, even though I don't agree with shooting police officers, I definitely don't agree with that at all. But I can understand certain people finding that as being a way of um, fighting the power, going against the man, going against oppressors, and, and taking it all the way to this whole other, other limit. Th- that's true. It's just an extreme version of... Where that goes, but I think no, that's very awesome. no, but but that happened. What, what? Okay, look, look, look. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We 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 just saw this happen several times, like throughout. So before our most recent administration was put into place, we saw this stuff happen several times on video camera. And it didn't lead to people going around shooting cops. Like I get what you're saying. I I don't think anyone is cheering them for killing a cop. They're cheering him for standing up for himself and protecting her against a cop who was clearly in the wrong. Like, I don't think it isn't like they drove down the street and randomly shot a cop. If the footage is unfiltered. Yeah. Right. But again, since we didn't see how people were depicting the video, like you you could cut that video up to make it look like all kind of stuff or you could show it just straight up clean. But we we don't even saw it. I mean, we saw the viral video. We we saw a, a piece of it. But like, you know. We saw, like, okay, if you're a police department, I guess that's one thing, too. If you're a police department, would you really show your cop doing that? Like, so your guy does get killed, but then you you would show that off. I'm not, it, it happened. To me, it, it happened really fast, because, like, it never happens that fast, but movie. I think the movie overall, it does provide some nuance in some of these things, but it, the... Choosing a young child to shoot a cop, not just a cop, but another black, a black man, because the whole thing is like blackness and like this solidarity of like almost like this 
this pan-African idea of you're black, therefore all this other shit. But then, like, he shoots a black cop who literally just told him to go home because he don't want him to get hurt. Well, I think this goes to the idea of the movie being pro-nuance and pro-recognizing people's complicated humanity and anti-projection. Like, the kid shouldn't project the cop being evil just because he's a cop. We shouldn't project Queen and Slim as criminals, you know, just because they're two black people who shot a cop. I mean, they are, in the technical definition, criminals, but, you know, Slim did a thing that any of us would probably do. Like, if we were in that situation and we had a choice, it's either an innocent woman dies or the guy who's going to shoot her dies, we would probably shoot the guy. I, I have time to like think about this for days and he doesn't in the movie. But if yeah. you had to make that like ethical choice, would you rather an innocent woman be killed or a person who's going to shoot her for an unjust reason who should die? It's that person, even if he is a police officer. Well, I will say uh, the biggest lesson of this movie by far is you need to teach your kids about the damn law. Uh, do not allow anybody to search your car without a warrant. <laughs> step number one turn that <laughs> damn music down put your damn hands on that steering wheel all the, all the lessons uh, our parents and told us several times he didn't follow like he he missed like all the essentials <laughs> he was doing i mean he, there, there was some other shit he could have done wrong but like just some of the basic things i was like oh man don't let him search your car oh no i was like this is all going this, this is how a, things go south i'm gonna be real with you though when them folks come on you, you don't think about none of that. Because I had cops search my car, and they scared. I'm be honest with you, scared the hell out of me. I'm, when they I, ask search my car, I tell them, where the hell you're warned at? No. I'm talking about, like, they came they came up. I was terrified. And I'm going to be honest with, with, with that. Like, and it's like, in that particular moment, like, you, you want to you be badass, and you want to talk about what you know and what you don't know. But my ass was scared. I ain't going to lie. Oh, you can search. Look, look. And I'm about being really badass. I'm more concerned you're gonna plant something. You want to search my car that bad? I'm saying I, sometimes you don't think that fast in that situation, especially when they tell you to get out the car. And I'm like, I'm telling them like, so what's the problem? And then they they hollering at me, get, talking about get out the fucking car, and literally open my door up and make me get out the car. And two cop cars pull up. I'm like, shit. I didn't. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you be in that situation. And you could say what you will do until you're in this situation. Uh, like I've been I, in it, and I, I, that's the only thing I remember is you ain't searching my damn car. Oh, well, that's cool, man. You braver than me. <laughs> Dude, I... Because to be honest with you, to, to me, in my mind, an old 25-year-old me, maybe now in, in my 30s, it'll be a different type of situation. And I also, you know, you know whatever. But at that moment in time... I'm like, you know, shit. And they put me in the back of a police car and everything, and for nothing. Yep. They said they said they said they was looking for somebody that fit the description of you know somebody that was robbing people in the area. And I yeah. I had like a, a what a polo shirt and glasses, and like I was going to work pretty much. Yeah. See, that's how they trick you right there. Put on a polo shirt and glasses. Yeah. Like I I was looking as square as possible. So it's kind of like. I don't know. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you if you not really prepared for something like that and you just all of a sudden get pulled over by the police, that can be a terrifying moment. You just like, look, I just I'm going I'm to let you whatever you need. 
just do it and so you can go. Oh yeah, I'm definitely not criticizing the movie for that part because I mean, yeah, I mean that definitely could happen at at the moment. I was just saying, like, if you watch that movie, one of your key takeaways should just simply be, you need a warrant to search my car, and we can go from there. All the rest of the stuff, if I screw it up, whatever. But you are not searching my car. You know, I have never been asked to have my car searched ever. Shit. And I've been pulled over. I mean, I got pulled over very recently in West Hollywood. And was uh, unjustly ticketed, if the judge is listening. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> driving but, like Brad Pitt in uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, no, but I've been pulled over a lot, and I've never. Sometimes for good reasons. Sometimes I was definitely speeding, and definitely should have been pulled over. Um, I don't know. This is this is completely anecdotal, but nobody's ever asked to search my car ever, and maybe that's just a. And now, mind you, in my situation, they didn't ask to search my car. They told me to get out the car, and then they searched my car. So I don't think I've ever been told no, to get well, out well, the well, car that, That's because if, well, what they would tell you is, since you did fit the description, they have probable cause to search the car. But they didn't tell me that until after the fact. Yeah, I know. That's that's bullshit. And that, that's what I'm saying. So it's all that, that type of shit that goes into that. So. Yeah, yeah, the depressing reality of how these things function when it's not even a movie. Uh, so let me think. Oh, oh actually, hey, I, some, I, some. I was I was ordered out of the car once and held at gunpoint, but that was the cops were right in that situation also. <laughs> that's the, the that store is being told off offline. The cops yeah. have always treated me treated me correctly. Right, <laughs> based off the situation. <laughs> I'm not okay. saying anybody should ever be. We deserved it. We were acting real <laughs> stupid, and we deserved it. <laughs> and and belligerent. <laughs> oh, the people listening from other because we do have people who listen to this podcast from other places, and then they're like, "Man, cops do what now?" Um, <laughs> so what was what was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Look, we didn't talk about like the most what's considered the most controversial thing in this movie. I think the ending, and the guy who turns him in. Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't trust him from jump. My my radar was going off. Now, I I I know some people were upset because it's, oh you know it's a black person who you know some people as as they put it it'd it be your own people. I I don't know how he knew somebody with a plane or maybe the cops are just like we'll just you know set him up over there, um because we believe them to be armed and dangerous set at the trailer park or something I don't know but um. Is the objection like why is the criticism like why does it have to be a black villain who? That's what some people are saying. I I mean that doesn't bother me really. I mean, I guess what I was a little confused, but I, it's not clear if they got lost like when um, they were using Flea's and uh, address or whatever to get to to meet the um, connect for the plane. Uh, I didn't really understand that like what happened there because that clearly wasn't the right person. Um, I thought he was the right person. He just sold them out. That's what I thought, too. I oh, thought he wasn't? No, no, no. Okay, okay. So, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so just... Uh, I, I need to find the link for this, but um, I recall somewhere it was said that um, Lena Waithe pointed out that, that the person who who they came across their last guy just happened to find him in the car. Like, he was just somebody who was just driving past and noticed him. And recognize them? I don't sure. Yeah. I mean, however it happened, he, he was going on his merry way. He was just some random dude and then he saw him. He was like, Oh, 
Cool. I mean, yeah, that ending worked for me either way. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, huge... like that doesn't bother me. I, I, I was like, oh, okay. But I, I guess I just wish I understood. Like, was it just they got lost because they didn't have a GPS or something, or like whatever happened with that? But the, the fact that that it happened the way it did doesn't bother me. I just wish I kind of knew, like, if they got lost or something. Uh, I think the cops. And, you know, this is just me being whatever. I think the cops had to know that that is not a good shooting when somebody is carrying a woman's body in their arms and is obviously not armed. You would you would hope that in real life that that situation would be recorded, that there'd be a lot of body cams. Um, so I didn't totally... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find that totally convincing, but it had to happen cinematically. Yeah, I was fine with the deaths. It did... And I'm not really super hung up on like the fact that it was kind of done in a more dramatic fashion for cinematic effect. I mean, that's kind of whatever to me. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to be the guy who's super like... weird. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say I did find it super weird they decided the, like the only woman cop I see the whole film is a white woman who shoots Queen first. I was like that. That felt like symbolism just for the hell of it. But I mean, th- like oh, the man. scene itself doesn't bother me though. You know. As far, as far as, like, the way they died. First, you're throwing off my ratio of good to bad cops in the movie. Uh, you're making me recount, and I don't appreciate that. I'm not good at math. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to be the guy who's, like, doesn't like Superman because they're just like, a person couldn't fly. That doesn't work. Like, I, I accept that they're just going to do some things for dramatic flourishes, and it yeah, it fun. works for me. But... Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I, like, I liked it. Is yeah, the stuff I didn't love in the movie tended to be like at the very end of the movie, when I felt like it sort of oversold some things that I was already convinced of. But I feel that way about mm-hmm. like every movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in general movies would probably. I don't know why they all are like longer than two hours now, and like it just doesn't feel. Like, the movie would be served better if it were, like, an hour and 40 or an hour and 30. Like, you'd be chopping out a lot of stuff, but some of it just feels like fluff sometimes. Um, and or, 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 I just feel like some of the things that would just really help things flourish just don't kind of happen. Like, for example, I think this movie, like, we were talking about the whole thing about how long the trip takes. You, I mean, if they had, like, this actual... Uh, way to like navigate through some sort of secret channels. That would have been really cool. Like if there was like this real network that does different stuff, and then stuff falls apart, and like they start breaking up that network because they're looking for them, and they're like, "Oh, we can't take them all because it's such a big risk." Because everybody's looking for them, and like, but we got to do it because you saw what they did. I don't know. Like th- there were things I was like, "Oh, they could have done this or tried this," and and it, it did pieces of it, but just didn't like follow through on, on the whole idea. I was like, oh, dang. Because I thought it really was about to do that when they had a hidden compartment in the bedroom. But um, I, I, I really am curious to see uh, kind of where these creatives go next because, I mean, they clearly do have a, a you know, a, a real sense of justice and what they're trying to shoot for. You know, and I think those things are important. We want people trying to do brave stuff. Um and, and just taking chances, and, and I thought that this movie did really go for it, though. You know, yeah, Melina, it was, it's, it's a risky project. 
Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah. And they they previously Melina Matsukis and Lena Waithe previously made the Thanksgiving episode of um, the Aziz Ansari show that I can't remember the name of. Someone help me. Uh, uh, Master of Ma- None. Master of None. Yeah, they did the Thanksgiving episode um, that was one of the most acclaimed shows of the decade. Um, so they obviously are a great great partnership, and I think they'll do amazing things. And I keep. Whenever I think about like movies I want to see, I'm always like, you know who'd be good to direct that story? Melina Matsukas. Like her visual style from music videos yeah, to really, is so striking. And, and obviously, oh yeah, when I pacing. realized she did, she did. Uh, um, oh my god, what's it called? The Beyonce visual <laughs> album. Formation. Yes, I was like, oh okay. I thought also really incredible debut mo- movie for Jodie Turner Smith. Daniel Kaluuya is becoming one of my favorite actors. Um, I don't know if anybody yeah. saw. I don't know if anybody saw Widows, but his character in Widows is so different from like every other character he's played, and it's just I saw a clip of him. He's so yeah. Good. I saw I saw a clip of him in Widows. I was like, oh snap! This is not the character he normally plays. <laughs> it's. I mean, he's just he is like one of those chameleon actors, and those are the actors I really like, like the Gary Oldman thing, where they can just kind of like you forget who they are. He can do. He definitely has his niche, and he can definitely do his own thing, but he can also just disappear into a movie in a way that I think is really cool. I will say, too, like, this this is going to sound so random when I say it, because, I mean, it's a blockbuster movie, so it works differently, but, like, I really loved him in Black Panther, because yeah. the, the disappointment that, that he he put on T'Challa when he was like, and you let Claw go, you because he was like, I give you my word. And then he didn't bring him back. He was like, and then, uh, you know, uh, Killmonger brought him back. He was like, oh, yeah, I robbed this guy. Anyway, it's <laughs> subtle stuff. I really did enjoy. The, he he kind of summed up a lot. His performance is really good in that movie. I mean, he, his performance is good everywhere. But I, I've watched Black Panther like 10,000 times because of my two-year-old son who just loves that movie. So yeah. it, it just, you know, it, it sticks out right now. Um. So look, we've been going for a long time. Uh, there's, there's a lot more even to say about this movie, but I think this is probably a good uh, time to wrap up. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That means you really enjoyed the conversation, and we would love to see you back here. We're trying to put out content every week. We're not going to make that promise because Christmas is coming. We're going to try to do that, but let's see <laughs> how that goes. Um, but, you know, uh, we're, we're making things happen here. Uh, we're going to try to do this every week. Uh, bring you new content um, about all kinds of new film and, and TV uh, that's, that's coming out. Um, and in general, uh, I was going to try to have a good time and then, you know, bring you some insights on on some of the best stuff. I know at some point when Watchmen season is complete, we are definitely returning to that show because, hot damn, that is excellent television right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's won me over. I was kind of not that convinced the first couple episodes that we talked about. And, boy, I'm in. Uh, also want to give give a strong recommendation. As Aaron mentioned, the holidays are coming. Coffeeandnamaste.com. It's a site run by Keith. They have some wonderful gifts, especially for this time of year. You don't know what to get people. Everything on there is just so charming, and it's just stuff that's going to make your life happy. The Baby Yoda dolls aren't going to be available for like four months, so jump on and get some Coffee and Namaste products. And that's coffeeandnamaste.com. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, you might also enjoy the interview I did with Daniel Kaluuya on Movie Maker Interviews. That's all one word, Movie Maker. 
interviews a second word podcast uh, available wherever you found this. This man is doing reads from the dome. That's talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, anything you want to close with, Keith? Oh, uh, social media, social media stuff. Could you, could you uh, bring that in? Yeah. So, so you guys, um, if you like us and you like rocking with us, um, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Low Key Pod. Um, you can also follow us on Facebook. All right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll see y'all in the next one. All right. Peace. Peace to you.